Love can be a really, really unfunny thing. Today we watched Hearts of Fire. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We are controlling transmission. Welcome to another episode. We're going to say the title this time. Musty, Musty TV. <laughs> Did we not say the titles? We usually our, say it, but podcast? we rarely say it first. That's we never true. say welcome. We just kind of jump into it. Well, so I I mean It's a loose. Thing. We haven't heard these yet, but I I there is going to be an opening before the like theme song. You're going to write it. Me okay. very professionally like pitching the show. Uh Yeah. So that'll be fun. So, so, Josh, your na- that's what your name is. What's uh, mine? My name is Josh, and uh, next to me is Liam. That high. <laughs> that high. <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, and what do we do on this so stupid thing? So, we watch shows that, uh, I-, I guess, like, forgotten TV shows, yes. I think, is a good way to look at this. Like Very forgotten. Sometimes, I mean, most of these have been older. But yeah. Like, sometimes, like, they're, like, 2000s. Which is n- crazy. Like, which when you don't realize a show even lasted that long when we're watching it. Like, we watched a show not too long ago that it ended in, like, the late 90s, and we're like, that was on in the late 90s? How? I had no idea. How, Mo? But I guess, I we, sh- Mo, I but... guess we could jump into today's. Well, what we do is we watch the pilot and the finale. Yes. And then that. we... Yeah, you know, it's cool. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> it's cool. I do other podcasts, so I'm very good at explaining the premise to get it out of the way. But we watch the pilot, which is the first episode of a TV series, and then the last episode. Uh, why? I don't know. It just seems like a fun thing to do, if I'm being honest. I mean, because... I don't want to watch the whole se- whole series. I also don't want to watch the whole series. <laughs> I mean, some of these had, like, even over a season. One season's enough. <laughs> yeah, very true. But And yeah. a lot of these shows tend to be pretty bad. But we're going to see if we can find some good old-fashioned gold nuggets. There's got to be some out there, There's right? There's got to be some. We, we decided to watch <laughs> Hearts, Hearts of, of Fire. Fire. This was a uh, John Ritter sitcom. From a John the... Ritter joint. <laughs> John no, Ritter. that's not true. It was a John Ritter Ritter. vehicle. But it was a Linda Bloodsworth Thomas and Harry Thomas joint. Now, you probably don't know who that is. I just learned who they were today. I was enlightened as to shows that they've done. They are this, like, weird powerhouse couple that created this. Designing Women was their biggest success. Uh, Evening Shade. Uh, A bunch of shit we're going to watch. Yeah. um, No, no, no. Don't say it. I won't say it. I won't say it. We can't. We can't let the cat out of the bag for that one. So... So yeah, and also starring in this show was uh, Marky Post. Who is not Parker Posey. Who is not Parker Posey. <laughs> I think this was must have been like her first big thing after Night Court ended. And also for any of you like, I guess uber nerds out there, Clark Duke was also in this yeah, show. Yeah, well we'll get into the cast, <laughs> but what, so was this, this, so John Ritter went from Three's Company to what to this? Was he doing anything? Oh yeah, uh, so Three's Company had a spinoff. Right, but was he in the spinoff? Yes, the spinoff was him. It what? was him. But he's the main character of Three's Company. The spinoff was him, and his uh, new wife. And <laughs> actually, Three's Company had two spinoffs. There was the Ropers. Yeah, there was uh, the Ropers. Was that wasn't John Knotts, was it? No, no. He should have gotten a spinoff. No, well, the other the guy left. Man. The other guy left. No, but he was the straightest man, afraid of gays. 
Wait, Don Knotts was? Yeah, that was the whole point. Was of... that the whole joke? Yeah, that I've, was. I watched one episode of Three's Company and I went insane. Because it's, it's nothing but sexual innuendo and misunderstanding. But like, it's oh, like an boy, adult version bad. of Amelia Bedelia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I made that reference. Oh, nice. So uh, what did John Ritter do so, after? So, so after okay, he had this spinoff, he'd had this spinoff, which, like I said, it was John, his wife. John Ritter's Good Time Power Hour. <laughs> his wife and his uh, father, who didn't, his father-in-law, who didn't appreciate that he was a chef, Jerry was, Stiller. Yeah, um, he did. A, he did a bunch of movies in the eighties. Okay, cool. This was this was probably right around time of Problem Child as well. Okay, and Problem Child too, which are two special films to my childhood. Haven't seen them. They also made a show. We might have to find that one. We'll have to. <laughs> uh, so this was a CBS 1992 comedy. Yep, 92 well, to 95. Well, loose, loosely a comedy. That was, well... <laughs> Guess let's give the premise. Here's the thing. The premise kind of changes. It's set in my hometown, Washington, D.C., and it is about a staff for a goofy senator. Goofy conservative senator. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wowzers. Played, Everyone speaks yeah. with a southern accent except it's, for John Ritter, Marky, even though he's supposed to be from the and same Marky town. And Marky Post. And Marky Post, who's supposed to be a liberal elitist. Right. And then apparently in the second season, they all move to the home the southern town, like most of the cast. Billy Bob Thornton doesn't bring his wife. Billy Bob Thornton's in this. Oh yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. Probably like one of his or like I was telling Liam, I think this must have been like the first thing he probably did post trauma. Yeah. When was did- Sling Blade? I think that was like mid nineties. Okay. So he might have done it. He's like, oh, I can't do Hearts of Fire. Do it's this over. Anymore. I'm gonna write my opus. Time to eat French fried potatoes. I like French fried potatoes. That was wow, a sling plate impression. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> am I at a, am I at the comedy store in nineteen ninety six? Yeah. You can tell oh. me some you can tell me some Lewinsky jokes later. <laughs> uh, do you do Rosie Perez? No, fuck, Ross Perot. God damn it. My favorite Lewinsky joke was John Hugel saying, this is off topic, but I've always loved it and it stuck with me. He's like, I want to write the Dr. Seuss version. It's called Who Spew on Monica Lou. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know why. Because it's rhyming, and rhyming is always fun. So, uh, well, funny thing about Lewinsky is the people who created this show were really good friends with the Clintons. Yeah, which you were telling me. like They were like a, they were like a power couple who were friends with the Clintons as a power couple, which explains why this was very much poking fun at conservatives. Not so much like, I guess, the people, but the senator himself. So yeah. the senator is played by... The man most famously known as the man who played Commandant Lassard, which is from the Police Academy movies. Sure. A bumbling goof oaf of a person. And he's and the he's same. And he's this here. And then yeah. Billy Bob Thornton is also there. He's another His guy. character's name is Billy. Bob. Is it Billy Bob? It's Billy Bob. It's Billy, Billy Bob. Bob Davis. Billy Bob Davis. They were and we know that because his wife's name is Mavis. Making Mavis, her Mavis Davis. Davis. Who, She's not in the, th- in the later cares. seasons. So we watched the two-part pilot because we hate ourselves, <laughs> yeah. and then the the last episode that was not aired because the show was canceled halfway through its third season. Thank God. So let's yeah. try to fucking get through this because, guys, um, this was weird. Yeah. So the we, show just comes firing just, at you. It just shouts at you. It's like a Tommy gun is just aiming at you the You're first episode. I can't keep track of what's going on. John Ritter is on the phone having multiple conversations. His arm is in a sling. Killer bees are coming. He was mugged yesterday. He can't find his wallet. His kids are late for school. And I'm like, we're two minutes in. Yeah, Billy Bob just shows up, walks in. <laughs> shows up, insults his food. <laughs> and then, then starts eating it. And eats it anyways. Just so much is going on. We hear about 
the senator having affairs and promotions. His He's wife is, pro- uh, Billy Bob's wife has kicked him out. We Mavis find Davis, out. who Mavis also works Davis. for the senator because you gotta dip your pen in the company ink. Oh, and we we must forget that Mavis Davis saw uh, John Ritter's ex-wife at the oh, uh, right. gym I- and found out that, or no, the ex-wife saw his ex Marriage okay, therapist. Okay, so John, so John Ritter was married to someone in this He's show. He's a divorcee. He's a divorcee, and the his ex-wife is now seeing his female oh, marriage counselor, care. which I'm pretty sure is illegal. Yeah, pretty and sure that breaks an ethics code. That definitely breaks an ethics code. But, and this is treated as hilarious. But they didn't do it in an awful way. Like I, ex- like oh, that's true. John Ritter. John Ritter is supposed to be the conservative. A conservative. He does say, "I have no problem with gays. I have a problem with my ex-wife, like seeing like, my marriage yeah, counselor." Like, so, like, I was expecting a like ton of homophobia, but I never. Well, could see it's that. Linda Bloodworth Thomas who made a documentary about called "Bridegroom" about gay oh, rights. Oh yeah, so, so I guess that works. So then they go to the office, and he's like, "Someone is getting a job interview." And yeah, Marky Post. Marky, Marky Post, <laughs> right. raging liberal is getting a job interview. She used to work at Euro Disney. She's desperate she's, for a job. She only owns a coat and a dress. Yeah, she's desperate for a job. This is going to sound very jumbled and like we're only picking pieces, but, but this is how show. it's presented to us. It's just fired at you. So I mean, she cries and breaks down because her father is now in jail because all this all crazy fuck up stuff. Because he shot Goofy at Euro Disney. <laughs> So John Ritter just caved and says, "Yes, I'll give you a job." But, she, and, but she's also like an awful person, like constantly schlepotism, lighting up cigarettes in his office all the time. He asks her not to. <laughs> she's just really annoying. So I guess we can jump from there. We uh, so then okay. So then we meet the rest of the staff, which the is the senator. senator, and then Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch is the stupid slutty. She's the person he's ha- the senator's obviously having an affair with, who is causing issues with why Mavis Davis kicked out Billy Bob's character because she's about to be promoted to executive administrative assistant, even though she's uh, too bean shy of a full bowl of chili. <laughs> And has been working on her, um, because this is, I guess, part of the plot. She's trying to scan pictures, scan her underwear. Well, her and her sister have started a make-your-own-bikini business. A mail-order bikini business. I don't care. (laughs) And she tried to scan, no, copy her panties so she could fax them. Because she's developmentally disabled and was probably (laughs) kicked by a mule in the head. So she's there. We also meet... uh, We also meet Marky Post's black caretaker, who who is not in the third season. Who is referred to as... As her Mamie by, by John, John Ritter, Ritter because, multiple times. Because she's basically, all she does is talk uh, positively about Marky Poe's character and she is taking care of her all of her life. Ooh, child. See, she's the matriarch character until, and then Conchetta Farrell of Two and a Half Men. Well, eventually. Fame? <laughs> infamy? Of two, of two and a Half Men, <laughs> Infamy. Uh, but it takes up that archetype. So we find out there's got to be an office party, and they say, let's do it at... Oh, John but hold Ritter's. on. Oh, there's a hilarious scene where he oh! has to meet a bunch of Russian gentlemen. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about the cut, too. Oh, and there's this weird... It's really horribly made. The show is, like, really poorly directed, and there's this cut where the senator is like, I'm going to do a bunch of push-ups, and then it just cuts to him, like, on the floor yeah. going, ah! It looks like someone dropped the camera. Like, yeah, that's it what really it does. Like. So that's the end of... Like part one, right? We think. Yeah. There's the, so it doesn't. It never stopped to say part one or part two. It just kept going. There's also no real conflict that's like guiding us through the show. So it's just kind of like things happening, which is 
terribly written drama. Yeah. Uh, well, drama in the sense of like written, per, a written performance. It just felt like the first like whole because it, it was a two parter as one episode was nothing but synopsis. Yeah, Frank synopsis. <laughs> like there's no here's things. <laughs> Here's things. Learn them now. Learn these things now, sir. That's that's what this show so, felt like. I guess we talked about the Russians. Yep. He but, meets he meets Russians and the senator is rude to them. This literally will have no effect because yeah. in the next season, no matter they start a newspaper in John Ritter's home old hometown. But we got to talk about the party. So, anyways, the party. So they're gonna have to do like this big office party, and John Ritter and John said, Ritter's, "Let's do it at my and house." And John Ritter's like tiny three story Georgetown mansion. DC so, um, DC is broken into four quarters: northwest, northeast, southwest, southeast. So this show is definitely taking place in Georgetown. Which it has to because they live in this like cramped. Mm. highly decked out apartment so it's definitely like a northwest dc sh set show okay which is crazy because the capitol building and the white house are all in the northeast southeast area so what you're saying is there's no way this house exists not even a little bit this house is huge zelda from it sabrina the teenage is witch dancing is dancing on the on table, table without her fucking shirt on yeah takes her shirt off just quite crazy chaos is going on like everyone's drunk John Ritter goes into the kitchen and finds that, oh, there's this weird subplot that has nothing to do with anything that Marky Post She's is, a writer, is a first writer. and foremost, as she said many She's times. She's a writer, shoots myself. Any television show that's about writers is garbage. I literally can't think of one that's good. Maybe Murphy Brown. I've never seen it. I is she a either. writer? Well, then don't they work for something? Like a paper? I don't know. I've never uh, seen it either. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, writers should never write about writers. Josh Radnor. Uh, <laughs> Everything he does, he's just Ted. Yeah, no, he is. Fun story. My friend went to Kenyon, uh, mm. which is that's okay, so that, that's yeah. alma mater. It's where his movie liberal liberal arts is set. It was not good. Well, that's he. So he went there for to show it off, and then of went to like crashed like a Kenyan party and my friend said yeah it was just super weird walking in and seeing a really sad Josh Radner <laughs> at a college house party <laughs> listen to my other podcast media majors Tom might tell that story I think Tom tells that story at one point uh it was my co-host's story ah. Josh Radner aside so we get the subplot is uh we these home like someone is homeless I think because... no not homeless I think they're just no they're homeless so earlier in this show uh, John Ritter was mugged that's why he's in a sling, because he put his arms up too high and sprained his... Good joke, show. Yeah, bad joke. Bad joke, show. So, anyway, a homeless guy finds his wallet and returns it to him at the office, and then Marky, oh, Post, right. Marky Post says, here's my card, I'd like to hear about your story, because he finds out that like, he found it, and that his, his wife, and even the guy even says, he, he's like, I don't want a reward, but if you have like a blanket from my Frigidaire box... That was made. Yeah. So Someone later, wrote that line and we, then kept it in the pilot. So somehow, we cut Somehow to, Mr. CBS read that right. and went, perfect. Let's do it. Does Les Moonvest? <laughs> I think so, it is, actually, yeah. So we go back. We're, we're in the kitchen, and there's Do you think Mark he has a vest with full moons on him? Oh, of course. Oh, he better. He's got a super moon. Les, reach out to us. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. So we go there. John Ritter goes in the kitchen because he's trying to make drinks for everybody because, of course, he's getting stuck doing all the work at this party. And Marky Post is interviewing the two homeless couple about their story and their life. And John Ritter starts yelling at her, just like, oh, you upset me. You don't help me. 
you're living at my house. Oh, Marky Post and the maid had to move in with John Ritter because oh, she yeah. couldn't afford her hotel. Right. So it, he let them live. So he's just fed up with her smoking everywhere. Just real, real clockwork yeah, like, structure. He like, jumps and then... The, a real Breaking Bad. Oh, what do you know? The pregnant homeless woman goes into labor. And that ends and that scene. Ends. And then we cut to the final scene of the pilot. John oh, we is... forgot. So there's been this running gag about bees. Oh, yeah. The episode was called Bees. Bee, don't, don't get stung by a bee, good sir. Watch no. out or the, the bee will sting you. The episode was called Bees Can Sting You. Watch, Watch out, out. Part one and part two. So, yeah, there's running jokes about bees and about wondering about killer bees and one of the sons of John Ritter has a weird fascination. Clark Duke. Clark Duke. Clark Duke it's, has a jar full of bees. He has it at the party. I forgot about this part. Oh, yeah, so... <laughs> the party ends not because the woman goes into labor, but at the same time that the woman goes into labor, everyone runs into the kitchen because the, the jar, jar of bees was, was knocked over by the dancing woman on by... the table. Oh, it all came together in a, whor- a so smorgasbord of crap. We cut to the next scene. John Ritter is in this, like, gaudy Roman-esque bath. It's, like, <laughs> it insane. And there's a fireplace. It is not cold whatsoever, like, based on what any of the characters are wearing. But he's got a fireplace word in the background. And his two sons are at his side while he's in a bubble bath and making jokes about... The fact that there's cigarette butts and dead bees in the And bath. that he didn't add bubble bath to it. It's residue from Marky Post bath. So they make jokes about that. He basically tells us... Kids, he loves them, and I don't know, some other crap about bees. I don't get something <laughs> Cut about Cut to, bees. they leave, he's relaxing. Marky Post shows back up after she left. And they eventually, almost do it in the, in the Eventually tub. she gets in the, t- in the bath. Wearing, and just, the, wearing the only dress she owns. Uh, John Ritter is wearing uh, swim trunks. Because he's John Ritter. Because they made a great joke about how he's like, she called him w- uh, Wally from Leave It to Beaver earlier, and he's like, I'm just like Wally to Beaver. I was... Wally to Beaver. Wally to Beaver. Oh, man, this car goes Wally to Beaver in no time. <laughs> Wally in from Leave It to Beaver. I was prepared. I knew you would come back. So he knew he couldn't be completely naked in the bubble bath. She jumps in the tub. They start making out. They show up uh, next week. They show up uh, next week where she gets out of the tub and leaves, and they don't. And that's the pilot. And that's the will they won't they cut to season end of season three, which was canceled. The, su- the oldest son recast. <laughs> Definitely recast. Clark Duke is still kicking it as a uh... Billy Bob Thornton. He moved with them. Uh, Marky Post. She moved with them. Well, Billy Bob they're Thornton's, married now. They're married now. Her and John Ritter, not her and Billy Bob Thornton. No. Billy Bob Thornton's wife is just not mentioned. Yeah. Um, so we her black know. caretaker not mentioned. Not mentioned. Maybe. Conchata Farrell and character, uh, effeminate character actor Leslie Jordan have now been thrown into ah, the mix. Leslie, that's his name, Leslie Jordan. They're running a small time paper. Paper in a small time town. Do we know a name of this town? Is it just... Scumsburg. Virginia? It's, yeah. Let's say Sterling, West Virginia in honor of Pat Oswald. Uh, let's say not. <laughs> let's not set it in Virginia. How's that? It's Culpeper, West Virginia. Much more, much more small town. That's bumfuck nowhere, Oklahoma. I've never been, but I mean, reading him talk about Sterling, it's pretty bumfuck. Oh, yeah. This episode's called The Outsiders because. Which is crazy because that book doesn't even get referenced. (laughs) It's about books. They miss so many Essie Hinton jokes. I know. It basically is about books because Marky Post's character is not accepted in the small town because she's like liberal and they're still not accepting her because she's not from there. Which is not how small towns work. That they don't or do? No, they don't. I, gen- I feel like people in small, in small southern towns are generally very nice, <laughs> very accepting. I Yeah, I would agree too. It's like, very confusing. 
So yeah, uh, basically, I'm just gonna speed through this one. Yeah, let's. Speed uh, wow. uh, John Ritter is mad because his kids are just watching TV all the time. So he's like, two wop, weeks, wop. no TV. We're gonna go to the library, no but the int. library is getting closed. So Barky Post chains herself to the library door, promises Barbara Bush is gonna come by, makes a whole big to do, but then John Ritter's embarrassed at first because he's not used to this crazy. Oh acting man, out. this is nuts. My wife is flighty. But she really is impassioned and cares about there being a library. Why did I marry someone so opinionated? I was Chrissy. Then towards the end, John Ritter comes around and said, no, it's okay. I was still embarrassed, but I respect and love you for what you did. And then, what do you know? A neighbor shows up and said, hey, you drive by me every morning and wave. I just want to say I appreciate what you're trying to do. I'm, I must have zoned out for that part. <laughs> I have no memory of that happening. And then she leaves, and they love each other, and then... Billy Bob Thornton has three lines in this episode. Yeah. You can see him getting away from the show as fast he as possible. He is working on that sling blade, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. And the final scene, because Barbara Bush was promised that she would show up by Marky Post, and she does it. There's a phone call. We hear the voicemail of Barbara Bush saying, I, I don't can't. think that was the real Barbara Bush, but no, I'll explain I was why. Barbara Bush's character, the person portraying Barbara Bush, I don't think was a very good impression either but um calling <laughs> yeah, kept doing reagan well calling, it's uh, me bob Ripple. basically Bush. saying i don't it's me Jack I, with, I don't remember what the fuck marky post character's name but saying hey i'm at the airport i've been trying to reach you all Pretty day sure her name was marky post because this is pre-cell phones or at least pre anyone having real cell phones it's pre i've been rules. trying to call you all day i'm at the airport i don't know how to get to the library Womp womp, show's over, it was canceled. This episode was never aired. Yeah, for good reason. And that was Hearts, Hearts of, of Fire. Fire. Uh, also, no theme. Yeah, no There's theme. There's like a, a, like a little weird. interlude of music before, and that's it. All right, so in a television pilot, there are rules you have to, you should follow when writing a television pilot. Um, so let's go through the checklist. Clear character wants. Absolutely not. I nope. have no idea what anyone wanted at nope. any time. There was no goal, so I couldn't figure no. out the structure. Even in the, in, even in like even the want of episode, sex and yeah. relationship didn't seem to be a want. It no. just happened weirdly. Like, ugh. oh boy, and the fashion man was a oh, fashion disaster. Man. Shoulder pads, we'll get into really it. ugly colors. Yeah. Uh, what's the story conflict of the show? Okay, I mean they kind of show showcase what this conflict of the show is going to be. It's it's them butting heads. They don't really do a really good job of presenting it up forth, but. They don't butt heads that long. Uh, do the yeah, seriously? <laughs> do the characters fit stock types? So in television, there are stock characters. I explained what these are in an earlier episode. Go listen. Yeah, we don't um, need to do it for everyone. Basically, sure. uh, I guess John Ritter is supposed to be the dork. Yeah. Her or Billy Bob is he, supposed to be the wise. So like he's the stick, I guess. Billy uh, John Ritter. Is no, he's the dork. Oh, he's the dork. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. Like no one else is. Yeah. Like Conchata Farrell is the matriarch. And at least in, or slash nurse, and then not the Hattie season. McDaniel. <laughs> Hattie McDaniel. Not Hattie McDaniel. Not, no, it wasn't her. Oh, um, was it? Oh. No, it wasn't her. <laughs> We're just racist. And uh, would sound like an old person's name. She's old. That's why I thought it. Yeah. No. I. I mean. I. I. I'm, Hattie. No. There's also a bunch of old people in the office in the first piece. It was very confusing. Which was weird. Just... Are the characters introduced in conflict? Thanks. Kind of, so, yeah. yeah. Kind of, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, because that's <laughs> all they threw at us. Was, that's very here's, true. A, here's conflict. Here's conflict. But, yeah, does the main character want something? Not clear. No. Unclear. I, yeah. Does it have story structure? Absolutely oh, God, no. not. Um, at least not that pilot. Yeah. So the fashion was Ooh. nuts. We're talking about, like... That really bad time in the late 90s where no one wore a suit that fit them properly. Oh, of course. John Ritter is wearing, a, like, a sweatshirt, like, to wear, like, I guess, to work out in. 
Each sleeve is a different color, as well as the actual uh, torso of the sweater. It is incredibly ugly. Yep. Just thought I would comment on that. And then Wendy Jo Sperber is dressed as if they want everyone to be mad at her. She just looks like a purple nightmare. Yeah, with big shoulder pads, and and as cr- you call it. How would you describe that blouse? As if you were wanted to make her look like a white trash bag. Yeah, it um, looks like she's wearing a garbage bag. It really does look like she's wearing a garbage bag. And what's weird is she, her, her suit is so purple that when she holds up Zelda from the Teenage Witch's panties, they're the same type they of purple. They were. I'm almo- I almost was like, why are you holding your underwear right now, And she Wendy? was supposed to kind of be sexy, too. Like, kind of like and a sexy... They sexual. dress her as if they don't want her to be sexual. Because, well, there's, like, they even got, like, her and Billy Bob are going to go bang at the end of the, for the pilot. Oh, she has this terrible analogy where she's, like... She reads a Julia Child's quote about the greatest pleasure comes from the kitchen. That's not even what I was talking no, about. No, no, I'm going to let you read. No, what are the next things she so says the, after the, that? No, no. I'm talking about earlier when she's like, you know, Billy Bob, there are three stages of a marriage. There's the kitchen oh, phase. Oh, I forgot about where that. Where you want to fuck in the kitchen, kitchen everywhere. Thing. There's the second phase that Liam wasn't paying attention to. So I'm in the hallway. Like, no, that's the third one oh. where you pass each other in the hallway and you say, I hope you die. Was anyone happily married in the 90s? Because from television, it would appear that new. There's a lot of divorce. Well, I, hey, step by step, they were happily married. Is that the one where they were remarried? Is that the one where the parents were hippies and the kids were conservative? No. Which one was, was that? that? That was Family Ties. That's it. That was the '80s. Yeah. Step by step was Patrick Duffy vehicle and Susan gotcha. Summers. Well, would you like to know where this was in the schedule? Yeah, let's talk about what night this was on and what shows. I mean, it was CBS, so I don't think CBS really had a firm ground in the 90s. Uh, no, they did not. Like, probably um, not. It took them a long time to get back. Uh, fun fact, Major Dad premiered, <laughs> premiered uh, at Major Dad would replace this in the summer. Hearts of Fire uh, was at 8.30. Interesting, conservative on Monday conservative. Nights. I know. 8.30 on Monday nights, preempting Murphy Brown. And wow. Love and War and Northern Exposure. So... Which I've heard is a great show. Love and War and Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure. Yeah, I've heard Northern Exposure is good. So that was its first season. It was going up against Blossom. Which was a powerhouse for NBC. And American Detective. Well, what the fuck is that? I want to uh, watch and it. And the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Actually, oh. sorry. It was only going up against the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. That was the fall. I like Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Me too. I've seen like a, a handful of episodes. Ah. And then when it ended, it was on Wednesdays at 8.30 again. Going up against Ellen. Ooh. Uh, nope, sorry. All-American Girl. Oh, so going, oh. going up, uh, go oh, that was the Margaret, Margaret Cho show. We could watch that. Beverly, and then Beverly Hills 90210. And the Cosby Mysteries? Ooh, what? I want to watch the that. The Cosby Mysteries. We have to look that one up. Yeah. Well, we better because Mo's Def appears in it. Holy shit. We got to watch that. Also, each season got progressively shorter. The first season was 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's not counting the two-part pilot as more than one episode second season was 17 uh, the last one was 14 but it only aired 13 of the 14 it actually does count the two part as two episodes oh does it okay. yeah well the last season like it, it got progressively shorter till it was just you're dead uh so here's some fun stuff that you didn't know about here's why i know that wasn't barbara bush under cameos, there were two political cameos. Oh. Hugh E. Rodham, father of Hillary Rodham Clinton, made a Whoa. cameo appearance in 1992, and political pundit Rush Limbaugh guest starred as himself in an April 1994 episode. That episode had the series' highest rating, finishing as the eighth highest ranked show of the week during its original airing. Wow. Yikes. 
Hearts of Fire should have been canceled a long ass time ago. Oh, why is this powerhouse Clinton friends couple putting Rush Limbaugh on their show? I don't fucking know. That is interesting. That uh, make, that's more interesting than the show itself. And the fact that uh, Hugh Rodham did it. How do you know it's not part of Well, Bush? she's not mentioned in the cameos. Oh. I mean, I didn't think it was because I used to see her growing up, full disclosure, because she did all these stupid things on Disney in the... I guess it would have been the early 90s because they used to do like a teacher of yeah, the year Yeah, she used award. to be like, I'm Barbara Bush from Lizzie McGuire and you're watching oh, Disney Channel. Pre- and then she would draw the, the mouse. You're not pre. You're thinking I'm, of, you're thinking I'm of, making an excellent reference. You're thinking joke. of Laura Bush. I'm making an excellent joke. They used to do Teachers of America and she was part of that. Or Teacher something. I don't remember. It was like Teacher. Some stupid <laughs> Disney thing. Ugh. We're so, to sit through Melania talking about fucking cyberbullying. When I, the first time I voted, we're getting off on election stuff, but it's kind of, I guess, Oh, it's part of this. Yeah. So when I first told my father, like when I was in high school, I, I would, I when I decided, oh, when I when I decided to, I grew up watching Clinton conspiracy videos. Mm. Like that's the stuff I watched. That mm. cl- my father was hardcore. My roommate was the same way. He grew up reading insane. Glenn Beck books. I didn't. I mean, these weren't stuff I wanted to watch. These were things that were put at me to watch. Same. So when I watched For my him. first debate. Was the was the uh, Gore, um, Gore Bush, Bush debate? Yep. Gore Bush. That was when I was like, I made up my mind about politics, and my father said, "You're cut off. Uh, I will not give you anything." Jesus! How dare you cancel my vote? The way he looks at elections is that I would cancel out his vote. <clears throat> we don't live in the same state now, but still, he would probably tell me the same thing. I guess we should get back to yeah. So maybe we're all dead. Uh, maybe maybe the world has ended. The maybe you're the last done. survivor. And you decided to listen to this. Cause you Don't know why you would. You can't watch these shows, but yeah. you can hear us talk about them. Because the you. internet is dead. Because uh, there was a headline on Steve Breitbart's website, who was one of... I don't think I don't think his name is Steve Breitbart. Something like that. Steve Bannon. No, this was someone different. Yeah. Basically, he's part of Trump's, like, going to be part of the cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the headline, net neutrality is dead. Damn. Which is a fucking terrifying thing. And I can only pray hope wish beg that this does not end because if anyone does not know i read mcconnell tra- might neutrality, the filibuster you fucking should research it and not yeah. support verizon don't yeah don't support verizon uh google SOPA, at PIPA, one point all also stuff. was for it but they had changed their they policy changed it, yeah which well, is good well ugh. their corporate motto is don't be evil so i guess there was weird that's babies. google's corporate motto yeah because <laughs> that was a huge article when this google one they're like oh we're 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 against it but your corporate mottos don't be evil. Yeah. So net neutrality is super important. You guys. It is incredibly. We important. would not be able to do this podcast without it. Um, you would not be able to use the same internet. Basically, in a nutshell, net neutrality means everyone gets the same internet. Yeah. Businesses can't pay for better things. Websites can't be on certain different hostings of websites. At least in America. Yeah. It's not. The Other same country all over is different, but net neutrality is a beautiful thing, which basically makes the internet is an equal for everyone. And especially, it's important because now a lot of people rely on income solely from internet-based jobs. Yeah. So that's that's why. If we ever get <laughs> decide we do sponsors, maybe for this in the future, we will rely on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So was this rusty, musty, dusty, busty, thrusty, lusty, or crusty? Does lusty mean I lust for it? or that I don't there was care. Lust change, we change it every week. <laughs> yeah. The I, rubric doesn't stay yeah. the same. I mean, I, so we've watched, I thought Zelda was pretty hot in yeah. the first season. So we've watched Moesha, Major Dad, 
Mo- uh, what else? There's gotta be others. We We've done more. Yeah. What was the one that we watched and then the episode deleted and then we had to run through it again? <laughs> oh God, Caroline in Caroline the Caroline in the fucking city. Okay. <laughs> so that's gonna go. I'd say the worst three are probably Moesha, Caroline in the city, and, and uh, uh, Hearts of Fire. Hearts of Fire. Because at least Major Dad bad. was. Boring. Not insane. <laughs> it was like eating white bread. All right, is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. Do you have anything um, to plug? Do I have anything to plug? If you're a casting director, if I met your audition, you could cast me. Uh, uh, yeah, you want to plug your podcast? Yeah, uh, I do other podcasts. <clears throat> uh, I do other podcasts. Uh, <laughs> what do you stop coughing. <laughs> you cough every time I'm trying to plug my shit. I do other podcasts. I host a two other comedy podcasts. One is called Schmanime, where my friend Eric and I, he likes anime. I despise anime. Uh, we watch it, and then he tries to review it, and I try to stop the podcast from happening. And then Media Majors, where uh, my good friend Tom Lockney, who is a video game journalist and internet culture guru, uh, researches a story from that world of media, and me being a movie and TV fanatic, research a story from that uh, area. We don't we don't tell each other what they are going in, and we tell each other the stories, and it's like crazy stories, really fun. Um, I'm intrigued by this, I must admit. Both my other podcasts, so please listen to it. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. S- stay tuned. Stay oh, that's, that's your sign-off! Stay tuned, that is perfect. After these messages, we'll be right back. back. Hey, I'm Liam. And I'm Eric, and we host an anime podcast. Hold on, hold on. It's, it's funny, I, I don't like anime. And I do like anime. And we watch it, and we review it, and I Well, I review it, and then you derail everything. Yes. Um, It's called the Shmanime Podcast. It's on the Major Cast Network every other Wednesday. Do we commit to that? When did that happen? Oh, fuck, it's Tuesday, isn't it? (laughs) Every other Tuesday. (laughs) On the Major Cast Network, or iTunes, or wherever you get podcasts. Probably. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.